So I struggled with what I should call this podcast. Since we talk about communications here, I went back and forth on it. And I decided on the title, Two Great Quotes from the First Black Woman Nominated to the United States Supreme Court. Because I wanted to focus on her and I wanted to focus on positive things. I thought about calling it liars. (laughs) And how do liars decide how they're going to lie? Because, you know, they're just not thinking of this out of the top of their head. Uh, But I didn't want to focus on on Republicans and the liars. I wanted to focus on Judge Katanji Brown Jackson. Judge Katanji Brown Jackson. Wow. She is, of course, President Biden's nominee to the United States Supreme Court. She is, without a doubt, an extraordinary woman. And I'm not going to talk about all of her attributes and how great she is, because you can get that from anybody. I'm trying to think of what I can give you that only I can give you that you can't get from from everywhere else. Well, I don't know about that, but I do know that I'm going to quote. I'm going to use some quotes from her and some quotes from another great op-ed piece that I read today. So I'm basically stealing, (laughs) but I'm going to attribute, okay? I'm not stealing and plagiarizing. I'm taking these quotes and I'm sharing them with you. And I will link to um, the places where I got them. So today is March 21st, 2022. And it was the first day of Judge Kachanji Brown Jackson's Senate confirmation hearings on Capitol Hill. So what, you may ask, is the role of the United States Supreme Court? Of course, it is the highest court in the land, and basically, the buck stops there. When someone is unhappy about a lower court decision, you appeal. You get another chance. If you meet certain criteria, you can have another day in court. When I was a kid, I wanted to join the Girl Scouts. My mom said no, because she said I had too many other things on my plate. I was a crossing guard. I was a candy striper. I was trying to get straight A's. I was trying to get straight A's. I was doing all these extracurricular activities. And when I asked if I could join the Girl Scouts, she said no. And I got very angry. And I said, well, I think you're really unfair. And, you know, I'm taking this to the United States Supreme Court. (laughs) And she laughed. And she said, go ahead and try. Well, obviously, I did not meet the criteria. So that's really the job of the Supreme Court, to decide whether or not they're going to hear cases that have already been heard in lower courts. And sometimes when an issue becomes before a higher court, it's kind of a moot case. Because sometimes people die or the issue that was in question is no longer an issue. It's over. It's done. But the question is still coming before the court. Now, this is one of the quotes that I like from Judge Jackson. 
Here's a quote. The dispute and decision bell cannot be unrung. There was a dispute. Someone was declared the winner, she wrote. Written opinions are the most accurate historical record of what the supervising court thought of these events. And in a common law system of case-by-case adjudication, history need not and should not be cavalierly discarded. Wow. I love that. What do you think? Here's why I love it. Because she's right. We need recorded history. And a higher court shouldn't be able to just erase something and hide it. We need that clarity. We need to know what happened. That was one of the things that she wrote that I really liked. And here's another. A little bit of background. In 2019, House Democrats were fighting, (laughs) battling with the Trump administration about obstruction of justice charges. You know, Trump administration was doing all these little nasty things that they shouldn't have been doing. And she ordered Donald McGahn, he was President Trump's former White House counsel, to testify about a pattern of presidential obstruction of justice. Okay, now Trump's legal team had argued and said that the president's close advisors had absolute immunity from congressional subpoenas. Do you remember this? It was a, it's a big deal because uh, it was like, well, you can't get us to testify because we're, we work for the president and it's, it's a secret and, and you can't tell presidential secrets. That's not good. And there's a separation of powers. Well, wrong, wrong, oh, buckos. She wrote, presidents are not kings. They do not have subjects bound by loyalty or blood whose destiny they are entitled to control. So with that decision, she ordered President Trump's former White House counsel to testify. Love it. So let's focus on now. How will the haters, the racists, the people who didn't like that decision, saying that President Trump's not a king, how are they going to treat the judge, Judge Kachanji Brown Jackson? How are they going to treat her as these Senate hearings move on tomorrow and the next day and the next day? I don't think they're going to treat her very well. And I'm very uncomfortable about this. Today, even before the hearing gaveled into order, Republicans had already decided to oppose her confirmation. Experts say she most likely will not get one Republican vote. But here's the catch. It doesn't matter because the Democrats hold the majority. And if they all vote for her, she will win confirmation and she will make history. And I say it's about freaking time. Why is it taking so long for a black woman to be nominated to the United States Supreme Court? Why? So if she's destined to win confirmation, we hope, knock on wood, 
What's the big deal? Well, the big deal is this. It's not going to stop the right-wingers from taking pot shots at her and misrepresenting her past decisions so they can get their voter base all fired up, the racists, to go out and vote and have Republicans take over the Senate and the Congress next year. I just want to say, before I get into all the politics, that I covered the United States Supreme Court for 10 years. I wasn't there every day. I wasn't, it wasn't my only beat. I had other things to do, but I covered the court quite a bit because none of the other people in my office liked going there. Because basically, there are no cameras in the Supreme Court. So it's a challenge as a television reporter. But I loved it. It was an honor and a joy to be there. When Justice Thurgood Marshall, the first African-American justice to sit on the high court, retired, I was there. I sat near him really close. I was in the front row of the press conference when he announced his retirement. And I can barely remember it because I think I held my breath the entire time he was in the room. I was in awe. It was like a, a Bruce Springsteen fan being invited up on stage to dance with him. It was, I was giddy almost, but yet I couldn't breathe. I loved covering the court. And therefore, I covered the Senate Judiciary Committee in many hearings. I covered Clarence Thomas's Judiciary Committee hearing, and it was a farce. He, I think he's a farce. Today, the Senate Judiciary Committee hearing was largely ceremonial. Oh, so let's talk about that. Let's talk about communication and how United States senators communicated. First, they vowed that they were going to be courteous. But of course, the usual suspects were not. They used their time in opening arguments to attack her, and mostly wrongly. So today wasn't supposed to be about questions and answers. They were just making statements. And sometimes they were just outright lying, or they were just not truth-telling. So I watched the hearing on C-SPAN, and the camera would cut to Judge Brown Jackson's face, and I got embarrassed and felt embarrassed and uncomfortable watching her. Yeah. I don't know. Something's wrong. I found myself again holding my breath. I was waiting for something really horrible to happen. Um, it didn't. I mean, I was waiting for the insurrectionists to storm in or something, but it didn't happen. But then again, maybe it did, because just the fact that the right-wingers were there to show off and get votes from their racist voters. Also, this is slippery here. I ask you, how do you attack a black woman without sounding racist? Well, the answer to that is simple. You focus on her legal work, her legal opinions. But they didn't do that. They always figure out a way to scare you, to bring non-racial issues in and, and try to scare you. And it's just sickening. So I'm going to read a clip from um, a Washington Post op-ed. I just loved this op-ed. Uh, the title was Republicans 
promise, quote, no circus, unquote, at Jackson's hearing. Then the clown car rolled in. <laughs> Don't you love that? I love that headline. I love it. You know, the clown car at the circus, the little car comes in and all the clowns are stuffed in there and they start climbing out. Yeah. The person who wrote this is called Dana Milbank. And it was just a, um, a well-written piece and I'm going to include the link. And here's a quote from that article, that op-ed. Republicans used their opening statements to portray Jackson, the first black woman nominated to the high court, as not just a pedophile enabler, but also a terrorist sympathizer with a hidden agenda to indoctrinate Americans with the racist vitriol of critical race theory. Yeah, they did. They did that. Unquote. Boy, that sums it up. I'm going to include the link to his op-ed on my website, GloriaMoraga.com. Take a look. After all the senators had their blah, 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 the nominee was introduced and it was her turn to talk. Now, Judge Jackson's opening statement was cautious. She thanked all of the people she should have thanked, and she got a couple of good quotes in, which I liked. And here's one quote that I really loved. And she quoted someone else. On the day of his Supreme Court nomination, Justice Breyer said, What is law supposed to do, seen as a whole? It's supposed to allow all people, all people, to live together in a society where there are so many different views, so many different needs, to live together more harmoniously. That is better so they can all work productively together. That's us. That's America. That's what law is supposed to do. That's why we have laws. That's why you're not supposed to be able to break into the Capitol and try to stop votes from being counted. That's why we're not allowed to kill each other, beat each other up on the streets. That's what law is. We have different views, but we still live together. We're still harmonious and we work together and we're productive. That's it, my friends. So she quoted Justice Breyer and it was, made me want to cry. She's a good writer. I read some of her work today. That's why I'm so late doing this. You know, it's important to talk about these things. Why you say, Glory, why are you doing this podcast on this? Because this, we need to talk about this. We need to talk exactly about obeying the law. I mean, everybody, cops too. Obeying the law and living together harmoniously and having different views and not calling each other names on TikTok. Uh, I mean, it's easy to do that. So why, why am I talking about this? And why is it important to care? Because how Congress, how these people in power treat this one woman, this pioneer, is a lesson for all of us. We need to watch and see how she's treated. It's important not to let the bullies win. They treat her badly and unfairly. They treat me badly and unfairly. I'm not going to stand for it anymore, and neither should you. And that's why we all need to vote. She ended her 
opening statements with this quote, quote, I have dedicated my career to ensuring that the words engraved on the front of the Supreme Court building, equal justice under the law, are a reality and not just an idea. I will be watching this week. I don't know if I'm going to do a podcast on it every day. If it warrants it, I will. I've already um, edited some photos and put them on my website. They're on the homepage. She talked about her name. And she said her parents wanted to encompass in her name something from Africa. So in Africa, her name means lovely one. Lovely one. She is lovely. She's a lovely woman, a brilliant woman, and a strong woman, and a pioneer. And I am looking forward to the day when she is confirmed to the United States Supreme Court and sworn in. Something to look forward to with all of the bad things that are happening in the world right now. I hope this is a good thing we get really soon. I'm Gloria Moraga, one-on-one. Talk to each other. Talk about this. Please subscribe (laughs) and take care. Be safe.